Presented by Jaws, Home Advisor, and Hertz. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we hope you're enjoying this beautiful fall weekend. What is on your to-do list if it's inside or out? Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Fall is actually the perfect time to take on some big projects around your house. We're going to talk about on today's show and some projects, especially that will add some enjoyment next spring and for many years to come. And one is to build a deck or a patio. You know, the weather is perfect outside for this, and it's a project that a lot of DIYers are doing themselves. So we'll have some tips just ahead. And they call it fall for a reason. And if raking leaves is the last thing that you want to do with your weekend, we've got some tips, some techniques, and some tools that will make leaf collection a lot easier. And now that the heating season has arrived, it's a good time to think about how to stop the one thing that makes us reach for that thermostat more than we probably should, and that's those chilly, chilly drafts. We're going to have tips on how to track down and seal off virtually every draft in the house. And if we told you that there was just one simple improvement that cost less than $300 and it could help cut your electricity bills and make your house safer and more sustainable all at the same time, would you be in? Well, we bet you would, and that improvement is the Sense Home Energy Monitor. It tells you where all that electricity you get billed for every month is going and is literally the single best way to reduce your electric bill. You have to see the video at GetSense.com. It's GetSense.com, but we've also got one to give away right now to one listener. It's worth 299 bucks going out to one listener drawn at random from those that reach us for today's show. Want to give it a shot? Pick up the phone, call us right now. We need to hear about your home improvement question, your decor dilemma, whatever's on your to-do list, slide it over to ours and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Daniel in Illinois is on the line dealing with a dipping bathroom floor. What's going on? I've got an older house that I'm doing some work on, and the bathroom floor seems to dip from the bathtub on one side uh, down and from the sink and the toilet on the other side down towards the middle. Okay. And I'm wondering what would be the easiest way to for a homeowner to be able to fix something like that. Bathroom floors typically get weak in two places. One is at the edge of the bathtub, and that happens from just years and years of water splashing over the side of the tub, or as you get in and out of the tub, just water dripping down there, getting the floor wet, and it's starting to decay. And the other area is right around the base of the toilet. Based on that, do you think that any of this could be decay, or do you sense it's more of a structural defect? I'm thinking it probably is more of the decay because it's more prominent towards the toilet side of the floor. Okay, so what you're going to need to do in that situation is basically replace the floor. So you'd have to take out the toilet, and you would have to tear up the floor and get to the whatever's below the tile. I presume you have tile. There's probably going to be plywood there, and you want to get down to something that's reasonably flat. It doesn't have to be completely rot-free because if it has some structural integrity, you can put a new layer of plywood on top of that, and that will transfer the support uh, to that upper layer, and it will work quite well. The other thing to keep in mind is the toilet flange may have to be adjusted by your plumber up 
a bit so that it ends up being flush with whatever the new floor level is going to be. But when the floor decays like that, there's no way it can be patched. It really is a structural issue and it has to be properly repaired. It's kind of a pain in the neck job because you got to work in such a small place and you got to take the toilet out to do it, but it really is the best way to do it. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Thank you very much. All right, Daniel. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Marion, North Dakota needs some help with a concrete floor. What can we do for you? We got crumbling concrete on the basement floor. Okay. After water problems this spring. All right. And it's very crumbly and powdery. Mm hmm. And uh, there are places on it that I'd like to paint if I could. Do you want to try to stabilize the deterioration of the concrete? Yeah. I was wondering if there's some kind of sealant that could be sprayed or poured on it. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, in terms of the water problem, um, is this a problem that happened after a heavy rainfall? Yeah. All right. So if you've got water that comes in after a heavy rainfall, I want to make sure we try to slow this down so it doesn't happen again. Adding sump pumps, things of that nature, is not going to stop this from happening again. What stops the heavy rainfall from getting in is outside looking at your gutters and your grading, making sure the downspouts are discharging away from the house, making sure your gutters are clean, making sure soil slopes away from the house. We've got extensive articles, actually several of them on uh, moneypit.com. Just search how to stop a leaking basement. It's the same advice. And we talk about the proper drainage improvements. So do that first. And then in terms of the concrete itself, you can use a patching compound. Quickcrete has a patching compound product. You definitely want to use the patching compound because it's designed to stick to the old concrete. If you try to put new concrete over it, it's not going to stick. So the ready-to-use patching compounds are trowel applied, they're latex formulas, so it's easy to clean up, but that will seal the old concrete. Then once that dries, then you can paint it. And what I would look for is an epoxy floor paint. Uh, the epoxy paints I like because they're, they're a chemical cure. When you buy the floor paint, you get the paint in a gallon can that's about three quarters filled, and then a quart of hardener. You mix them together, stir them up, and then you apply the paint. Sometimes there is a, uh, an additive that goes in after the fact that gives you some texture to the floor, helps kind of hide the dirt. But patching it first, then adding an epoxy paint, will have that looking like new in no time. Okay, So, but the the name of the, the sealant was called what? Quick Crete, Q-U-I-K-R-E-T-E. It's Quick Crete Concrete Patching Compound. Good stuff. Mary, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Chuck in Delaware on the line, whose kids dropped something in the bathtub, which caused a huge crack, now a leak. What is going on? Oh, they, they dropped a shave cream can into the bottom of the tub. It put a semicircle crack in it, and I'm wondering if there's anything that I can use to stop this from, you know, when they step on it, it leaks. Yeah. I mean, look, you can repair it. It's not going to be pretty, but you can repair it. As you said, it's a fiberglass tub? Yes. So you could pick up a fiberglass repair kit. They're available from a number of manufacturers, two that you would know would be Bondo, which makes a lot of fiberglass products. They're big in industry. They're big in auto body. And then, of course, there's Elmer's. They have a, a tub and shower repair kit as well. But I would probably get the Bondo kit, and you could put a fiberglass patch on there, but the color on it is it's always going to show. I mean, you're going to see it. But you can repair it structurally so it won't leak because they need to be able to step on it without it bending and cracking. And if you repair it with Bondo, you're going to basically apply the resin. You're going to you're going to you're going to press fiberglass into it, and then apply additional resin to make it strong. 
All right. Well, I appreciate your help. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us, Chuck, at 888 Money Pit. You can call us with your decor or your home improvement questions anytime right now at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top-rated local home improvement pros for any home project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. Well, fall is a great time to take on big projects that are going to add some enjoyment next spring and for many years to come. And one is to build a deck. Weather's perfect for that outside work, and it's a project that a lot of DIYers are doing themselves. We'll have tips to help you do just that in today's Better Get a Truck Tip, presented by Hertz, next. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Sense. The Sense Smart Home Energy Monitor works like a fitness tracker, telling you what's on in your home and how much it costs, so you can save electricity and money. Learn more at Sense.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call in your home improvement question right now to one Money Pit presented by Home Advisor. You can get instantly matched with top-rated pros for any home project and book appointments online all for free. Hey, if you've been paying some electric bills and wondering where all the electricity in your house is going and why they are so darn high, we've got a great solution we're giving away on today's show, the Sense Home Energy Monitor. It's worth 299 bucks, and i got to tell you, it is the single best way that we've found to help you save energy and know what's going on in your house. Check out the video on how it all works at GetSense.com. GetSense.com. It's available for 299 bucks, but we've got one to give away right now on the show. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Nancy in Pennsylvania is on the line with a question about asbestos. How can we help you today? I live in a home that was built in the mid-1950s. And on the ceiling, there are one-by-one square ceiling tiles. And I would like to take those off and just have a smooth ceiling put up. But I see on all these home improvement shows where they get into pulling things out of older houses and some of the things have asbestos in them. And I'm wondering how you tell that. Asbestos can't be visually identified. It has to be tested. Mm -hmm. 
And what you could potentially do is take a sample of one of those ceiling tiles and send it to an asbestos testing lab and have it identified. How do you find an asbestos testing lab? You can buy kits at any sort of major home center. I know Home Depot carries one. I think the one of the main brands that you can find in stores is ProLab. And then you send a piece of whatever you're concerned about to this company and they run a test and get it back to you with whatever their findings are. Now, the issue with asbestos is that it's so lightweight that if it becomes, you know, particulate, if it breaks up and gets into the air, I mean, it takes almost a full day for it ever to reach to the ground. So that's why there is such a concern when there is asbestos present. But most likely your ceiling tiles are are, are hopefully fine. Yeah, they're probably just a, f- a fiber tile, which we saw, you know, millions of these used in the in the 50s. But if you're concerned, that would be the way to do it, to send a sample to an asbestos testing lab. You can use one that's available in retail, or if you just Google asbestos testing lab, you'll find these all over the country. Find a good one, you know, slip a piece in a plastic bag, send it off, and they'll read it for you. Okay, great. I didn't know they existed. All right, Nancy, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Fall is actually the perfect time to take on a big project that's going to add enjoyment next spring and for many years to come. And that project is building a deck or a patio. Now, the weather outside is perfect right now for this work. And this is a project that more and more DIYers are doing themselves. We've got tips to help you do just that in today's Better Get a Truck Tip presented by Hertz. You know, first, there's an interesting reason why so many people are now building decks themselves. The decking material manufacturers are telling us that the pros are incredibly backed up right now, and they have been all year long. So it's really hard to find a pro to do the job for you. they got more work than they can hope to get to, and therefore, a lot of manufacturers are even aiming promotions just at the DIYers because the DIY deck demand is so huge. And there are a lot of good reasons to add a backyard deck. It's a surefire way to increase your home's living space for more than half the year. Plus, a well-designed wooden deck can actually increase the value of your home. Now, the first step is literally to have a plan, guys. Now, you can get deck plans online, or you can even find them at your local home improvement or big box store, and most are going to come with a materials list, which could spare you the task of having to figure it all out and create this idea of what the deck is and what you need all by yourself. And step-by-step instructions can come in handy, too, especially if you're not completely sure of your skill set And this could be your first time building a backyard deck. So this is very, very helpful. Next, you're going to need a good design. So you want to think about traffic flow and convenience. Now, a lot of people like their decks to be just off the kitchen, which is going to make summer barbecuing and even wintertime grilling a breeze. Also, you want to make sure that you include room for a dining area with chairs and that it's not in between you and the pathway from the inside or your kitchen or wherever you're coming from to that grill. And don't forget to consider options like built-in bench planters, even lighting, all of which can help make your backyard deck more accommodating and comfortable. Now, you're also going to need to think about the materials. If you choose to build a wooden deck, keep in mind that the least expensive option, pressure-treated wood, requires upkeep in the form of stain and sealants to keep out the weather. Now, pressure-treated wood is not going to rot, but it will crack and check, and that's why it has to be stained and sealed. Composite decking is another option. It requires very little or no upkeep at all, but it's a lot more expensive than most wood decking and a lot heavier to handle. 
And speaking of heavy, remember, you got to get all that lumber, concrete for the footings and hardware to your house, which is a great reason to turn to Hertz to rent a truck or a van for the day. Yeah. And one last tip, guys, you got to get permission. And we mean you really have to get permission. You know, a lot of cities and towns are going to require that you get a permit if you're planning to add a deck to your house. Although you're not going to love that idea, maybe of having to shell out extra money and taking the time to get that permit, not to mention you've got to pass an inspection by your local building inspector. You're going to be so glad that you do this in the end. You know, there is nothing worse than putting all of that time and effort into building a deck only to have that building inspector eventually come along and tell you, hey, you didn't get this permitted right. You got to take it down. And it happens. But it absolutely does. And that's today's Better Get a Truck tip presented by Hertz. For any home project, store pickup, or a move that needs more than your car can handle, remember, HDTV, Hertz does trucks and vans. Book now at Hertz.com. All right, now we've got Deb in Missouri on the line who needs help with the flooring question. How can we help you? Yes, um, well, we've replaced our flooring, but we destroyed most of the molding trying to get it off the, okay. along the, the mop board. And uh, we're wondering what's the best way to put new on, what would be the best to use. Uh, the walls are all plaster. It looked like the nails had been set before the plaster was dried because we had to cut them off. And so how high up the walls did the molding go? Because usually with plaster walls, the molding is a lot taller than a standard three-and-a-half-inch base molding. It's three-and-a-half inches. It is three-and-a-half inches? Yes, but we could go a wee bit higher and still look nice. Right. Okay. Do you want the molding to be painted or natural? Well, I don't think we'll ever match the doors. It's all wood, and I don't think we've ever matched that. Okay. So do you want the molding to be painted then? Yes. We'll probably go painted, yes. But adhering it to the walls, it's going to be a a, a real pain because of that plaster. Mm, Yeah. Well, you're going to do it with with a combination of trim screws and uh, liquid nails. So you're not going to nail it, Okay. Uh, what you're going to do is uh, probably the least expensive thing to buy is something called finger joint uh, colonial baseboard molding. It's a very uh, you know straightforward molding with a little bit of uh, of a fluted edge on top. It looks nice. Looks finished. Uh, is it? Does the thickness matter? Does it have to be uh, a certain thickness to cover a gap between the wall and the floor? At least a quarter inch, yes. Quarter inch? Okay, so all you're going to need is the molding then. Because you could put the molding and then shoe molding over that, which would extend it out to almost an inch. But uh, no, you're going to buy finger joint baseboard molding. Finger joint means it's ready for paint. Now, before you apply it to the walls, I would prime it. So it's a lot easier to paint this molding. In fact, I would prime it and I'd put one finished coat of paint on it. Because it's a lot easier to paint it when it's up on some sawhorses than when it's attached to your house. And then when it comes to installation, you're going to, and you know what, you might want to get a carpenter that knows how to do this, because frankly, it's just a lot easier if you know how to, uh, to make a corner joint, which is called a coped joint, and you do it with a coping saw. But the way you attach it is with, after it's all cut to fit, you apply some liquid nails to the back of the molding, and then you put in only as, as many trim screws. And trim screws are kind of like drywall screws, except they have a really tiny head, like a finish nail. But you only put enough of those in to hold it while it's drying. So you're not going to have nearly as many trim screws as you will nails. And it'll be really solid. And the last thing you do is fill those holes and you put one finished coat of paint on when, and then you're completely done. So by putting the paint on ahead of the time, you're halfway there. All you can do is touch it up, fill the holes, one more coat of paint, you're good to go. Okay? Awesome. Thank you so very much. 
Deb, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Remember, you can call us with your home repair or home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. While we're on the topic of home improvement, guys, are you waiting for those leaves to rake themselves up? Guess what? They're not gonna. Like, not ever. Even in a windstorm, it's not going to rake them into a nice pile. But there are ways that you can make that job easier and safer, too. When we come back, we're going to have some leaf cleanup tips. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call in your home improvement question right now to 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry about overpaying for a job. Just use HomeAdvisor's true cost guide to see what others paid for a similar project. That's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Cody in Texas, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, ma'am. I was calling because I'm uh, having a problem with, with scorpions and bugs and stuff. And I was going to see if you could recommend an economical way to treat them both inside and out. You know, we've used commercial uh, businesses in the past to come in and spray. That's just not in the budget right now. And I've tried seven dust granules outside and just wanted to see if you could recommend anything that would be good inside and out. Well, if you're concerned about spiders, there's a new product out called Miss Muffet's Revenge that's made by the Wet and Forget company that's inexpensive and can keep them out for a year. But I don't think that's going to uh, keep uh, the scorpions out. Okay. 
You know, one natural product that folks have reported good success with is boric acid. And boric acid can be applied a number of ways. You can sprinkle the powder. You can mix the powder with water and spray it. But you have to remember that it doesn't kill on contact. It essentially kind of messes with the skeleton system of the scorpion and causes them to die from dehydration. So it's more a preventative than it is sort of uh, an immediate use, an immediate result product. Spray it around the foundation on the exterior of the home. Obviously, wouldn't want to spray that inside, or would it be okay to spray inside? Well, you could spray it inside as well. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty safe to spray inside and outside. Yeah, another natural oil that they just don't seem to like for whatever reason is cedar oil. So if you mix cedar oil with water and then spray that around your perimeter, or if you've got gaps or cracks, you know, in your foundation or on your interior, you can use that as well. They also don't like lavender. So if you plant some lavender around your foundation, they'll tend to stay away. Awesome. I appreciate the help, guys. Y'all have a great rest of the day. Well, raking up fallen leaves is a time-honored autumn chore and a totally strenuous task if you go about it the wrong way. Yes, but like any task, you'll save time, sweat, and stress if you got the right tools and the right techniques. Yeah. Now, first of all, guys, you might be thinking, why can't I just leave the leaves? You know, it might be tempting to do that, but there are several reasons that you should and you need to actually rake them up. First of all, those dead leaves are going to deprive your grass of crucial sunlight during the fall months. It's already limited the amount of sunlight they're going to get. And if the leaves are on top, it's going to block whatever light that needs to grow. So get rid of the leaves for that reason. Also, they can accumulate and get wet, which would then lead to mold growth, attract some pests. You might get termites. That's another terrible reason. And heavy rain. It can wash those leaves down to a nearby storm drain and then prevent that water from draining. And this can lead to your yard, the street, your basement, a whole host of places getting majorly flooded. If we've convinced you you got to get rid of those leaves, there are a few ways to make this process a bit easier. First of all, my favorite one, if you're raking, use a leaf rake and rake leaves into a pile or better yet, rake them onto a plastic tarp. When I discovered this, my leaf raking chores got so much easier. I would rake the leaves onto one of those blue plastic tarps. You can make bigger piles that way. And then you drag the leaves over to the compost pile. And my measure of a big pile is one that is just small enough not to fall off the tarp. <laughs> I'm going to get as many on that as I possibly can. And in our, in our town, the, uh, the town will actually come and vacuum them up. So all we got to do is dump that whole tarp worth of leaves into the curb. And that's what we do. You pull the, the tarp like over the top of the pile and it just sort of dumps the leaves in the street uh, as you go and you're done. Now, in some towns, you need to put them in paper bags. And if that's the case, you want to make sure you use some sort of like a cardboard collar or something to hold that bag open and close it so they don't end up all over the place. But if you don't need to do that, just put them on the tarp, drag the tarp over and dump them. It's super easy. All right, maybe you're the type of person that needs like a motivational item to help you get the project done. And perhaps for you, that's a power tool. Well, here you go. Let's add a power tool to the mix. You know, a portable leaf blower is really helpful to corral all of those leaves into a big pile. And you don't have to wake up the neighbors either. You can look at battery-powered blowers made by Greenworks, for example. They're quiet. They're super powerful. And speaking of battery-operated, you can also use a battery-powered lawnmower to collect and pulverize those leaves. I mean, great ways to get a new tool and do a project that you need to. Exactly. And for bigger lawns, you can also use a walk-behind power vacuum to collect and shred those leaves. If you got a really big lawn, you'd probably rent one. And when that collection bag is full, just dump the leaves into a compost pile, and you can pretty much do the same thing with a riding lawnmower. You can add a heavy-duty leaf vacuum. If it's pulled behind the mower 
more. It's got an power and grinds up those leaves. It reduces them to like a 10 to 1 ratio. So you'd be amazed how many of those leaves you can pretty much make disappear with those very fun power tools. Now we're going over to Alaska where Mary has a question about siding. How can we help you today? We recently sided our house with concrete siding. It's mm-hmm. 25 years old and uh, underneath is plywood and then Tyvek. We used 4 by 8 or 4 by 12 panels that are pre-painted, but I'm, I can't remember if they're 4 by 8 or 4 by 12. And they're attached to the plywood walls, and they're attached vertically. On that, we attached to it batten, which was also pre-painted at the factory, and those twitch batten run vertical on 8-inch centers. Okay. My first question is, do I need to caulk where the batten attaches to the panels? And secondly, do I need to caulk the nail holes on the batten? Well, you wouldn't caulk where the batten attaches to the panels. You might use an adhesive in that area if that's recommended by the siding manufacturer. Uh, In terms of the nail holes, generally you don't have to caulk nail holes. You know, as long as you're not smashing the nails in and breaking the siding, they're usually tight enough around them where you do not have to caulk each individual nail head. The nail holes have broken through the painted surface. So if they broke through the painted surface, it's not a bad idea to touch them up with a little bit of caulk, but I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Okay, and then you you think that it needed to be caulked or adhered to behind the batten before it was attached? Well, no. What I said was I don't think you need to caulk it because there's there's really no seal between the siding and the batten or the strip of wood. What you might need to do there is, or an option might be to use an adhesive, like a construction adhesive, to help adhere the uh, siding pieces to the batten. But I wouldn't do that unless it was recommended by the manufacturer of the siding. They're going to have specifications for how to install the siding. If it tells you to use an adhesive, use it. If not, you just fasten it with the nails. Okay. Thank you very much. Remember, you can reach us anytime at 888 Pit with your home repair, your home improvement question. We're here to lend a hand. Hey, now that heating season has arrived, it's official. AC's off. Heating is on. I love it. It means the holidays are around the corner. It's a good time, guys, right now to stop the thing that makes us reach for that thermostat far more often than we need to, and that's those chilly drafts. We're going to have tips on how to track them down and seal off every last one of those drafts in your house in today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com next. Live in a body pit. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. 
Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, have you ever wondered where all the electricity in your home is going? Well, most of us have a few energy guzzlers that we're not even aware of, and we've got a great solution because we're giving away the Sense Home Energy Monitor worth two hundred and ninety nine bucks. That's right. You know, Sense is the single best way that we've found that's going to help you save some energy and know exactly what's going on with energy usage in your house. Check out their video demo at GetSense.com. Once it's installed, you're going to have the Sense app on your phone, and it's going to tell you what's on, what's off, how much energy is being used, and it's all in real time. So you can understand where your house is using power, when, what costs the most amount of money, and then you can make changes that will help you save some energy at home and then save some energy dollars. And another cool benefit is you might see something kick on that's never usually on and you're using more power than usual and maybe it's telling you something like, oh, there's a sump pump that's still running or something's happening that's signaling, oh gosh, there's something else going on. There's a leak. There's something that's causing this power to kick on and it could save you a ton of dollars that way as well. Check it all out. Very cool technology. It's going to help you understand how things work at home. You can find them at GetSense.com. But give us a call now at 888-MONEYPIT. We're here to lend a hand. That website, again, is GetSense.com. Take a look at the video right on the homepage, GetSense.com. Well, now that the heating season has arrived, you can expect those big heating bills to also start showing up very shortly. But there is one thing you could do to keep them in check, and that is to hire a pro to track down the source and seal off drafts before you need to start reaching for the thermostat. We have tips on how to do just that in today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Yeah, you know, having an energy-efficient home is an ongoing job. And it really, for every homeowner, there's a lot of stuff to do. There are so many parts that can be changed to increase your home's energy efficiency. But one area that frequently is difficult to track down and improve is those areas that are causing drafts. Yeah, and drafts don't just make you feel chilly if you happen to be in the path of one. If your heater is blasting warm air, but the room never seems to get any warmer, it's also very likely the result of air leaks. And with all that cold air leaking in, the real indoor temperature can never be accurately gauged, and that's going to overtax your heating system in the winter. And by the way, it'll overtax your cooling system in the summer, even though you're not feeling drafts because the air is warm. Mm -hmm. And you know what? One of the best ways to track down the source of all of those drafts and air leaks is by hiring a professional home energy auditor. Now, a home energy auditor is going to have the tools and the knowledge to see where the biggest draft offenders are in your home. They're going to use tools such as blower doors, which can pinpoint the exact source of drafts, and infrared cameras that can even find spaces where insulation could be missing. And with the results of a home energy audit, you'll know exactly where your home is leaking, and you'll be able to reach every single area and address it with certainty, which is going to make your home more comfortable and a lot less expensive to heat and cool all year long. And that's today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. With HomeAdvisor, you can get matched with top-rated home service pros in your area and compare prices, read verified reviews, and book appointments online all for free. No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire the best local pros. Randy in Ohio is on the line with a decking question. How can we help you today? I just built a deck, and it's got that new wood look, you know. What kind 
of stain can I put on it? So you have a number of options. You said you just built it, so you might want to let it dry out. Sometimes we don't recommend standing standing until about the second year because the pressure-treated lumber is going to have a lot of moisture in it. But when you are ready to treat it, what I would recommend uh, that you use is a solid-colored deck stain. Deck stains uh, come in solid color and semi-transparent, and if you use solid color, it basically has more pigment in it, so it tends to last a lot longer. So go for a good brand, a good quality brand of a solid color deck stain, and I think uh, that's something that you'll hope to get maybe two or three seasons out, depending on the use of your deck. All right. Yes, it does. Thank you so much. You can reach us anytime with your design, decor, home repair, home improvement questions, whatever you're working on. We're here to lend a hand at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, as the weather is getting colder, you may begin to think about how you can save on your heating bills. Replacing windows is usually a good bet, but what if you can't afford that or maybe you live in an apartment? We're going to have an option when the Money Pit continues. You live in a Money Pit. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti, and you are tuned to the Money Pit. Give us a call anytime at 888 Money Pit, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others have paid for similar projects, and then you can get matched with top rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. It's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. So this week, I got a call from uh, one of my kids who was on her way to Washington, D.C. from New Jersey, a four-hour drive. And she says, Dad, I got a situation. <laughs> I'm like, those are words you don't want to hear from your kid, right? But then she goes on to say that uh, you know when she was leaving home, she thought she heard a, a meow, but kind of blew it off because maybe it was outside or windows open. So she got in the car and she drove on down four hours to Washington, D.C. and pulled into a parking garage at her friend's house. And she heard another meow. And it turned out that there was a cat that had lodged itself in the engine of the car. Holy the cat cow! Somehow had crawled up, I guess, from underneath, sat on like a metal plate, and took a ride for two hundred plus miles down down the turnpike, down ninety five, all the way to D.C. That's crazy. I know, right? So now you have a cat. Now there's a cat in the car, and so she does the right thing. She calls animal control, and the animal control lady comes over. And uh, looks inside and, and tries to sort of lift the cat out from the top side. Because if you look way down the engine, you could see it. Well, the cat was having no- none of that. Well, because the crawled. cat was terrified. Of course. The cat was just, you know, digging itself in more and more. And then, it's, then she's like, well, can we take part of the car apart to get to the cat? And, you know, can we call AAA? And AAA's like, yeah, right. We're not going to come unless your car is disabled. And the animal control is like, well, it is disabled. You can't drive it like this. Anyway. They called the cop. The cop came over, big guy, you know, D.C. cop. He tried. He couldn't fit his arm down there because he was a big man. Finally called the fire department because, you know, the story, if the cat's stuck anywhere, they get cats out of trees. You call the fire department and the fire department gets there, you know, in full turnout gear, by the way, with the truck parked at the edge of the parking garage because they couldn't get it in. And they come in. There's four guys looking at this cat and the cat decided to give up. At that moment, knowing that it was going to happen one way or the other and crawled out of the engine on its own, at what point, at which point animal control lady grabbed the cat, uh, and then took it back to the shelter to check to see if it had a microchip. And, and if it did, my daughter was going to bring it back to New Jersey. 
because, you know, and let it out because it obviously belonged to somebody up here, drop it off at whoever belonged to it. But it turned out it didn't. So now that cat was the newest, uh, newest addition to the animal, uh, shelter there in DC. But that so was for the cat sure story. you guys were going to adopt a cat. I know. Well, you know what? That could have happened. My wife is badly allergic to them. So it wasn't going to happen. I thought you were like, and now we have a, a cat. What a story. <laughs> that, that poor cat, four whole hours riding in the engine compartment. That's crazy. All right. Let's help, uh, Julie here in New York City who says once it turns cold, lots of us start to think about how we might save on heating costs. Replacing windows is a good bet, but if, what do you do if you can't afford that or you might live in an apartment like me? You know, you can actually, Julie, get some shades that'll help you with those heating bills. You can get a shade that's maybe insulated that's going to keep the heat inside the apartment and the cold air outside. And you can get the ones, they're called cellular shades, and they kind of look like a honeycomb. You know, they have a honeycomb shape, so you've got an air pocket in between two layers of fabric. And what that does is it stops the cold air from getting through that shade and then getting into the house. They're usually pretty affordable. I know I've seen them in a couple of big box stores, even Bed Bath & Beyond. You can get Get fancy ones and order them in. But either way, that's going to do the trick. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Remember, if you've got questions, couldn't get through to us, or you'd like to just send us an email, you can do that by writing the show at moneypit.com or post your question to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash the money pit. For now, though, the show does continue online. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.